Wake up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. Hello, everybody. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your host, Patty Catter. Today, I have Jamie Keeling on the show with us, and I'm really interested in his story. He has quite the story. He's only 34 years old. And before we logged on to the video, just reading over his story and looking through some of his uh, things that I found online, I thought he was going to be a senior citizen. <laughs> um, so I'm very surprised at, at his young age and all of his accomplishments. Jamie is a Taekwondo champion from 2016, which is also very intriguing to me to learn about. So Jamie, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. Hello. How are you? Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you. I would like if you could tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Um, I love the accent, first of all. So <laughs> a lot of my listeners are in the US, but I have them everywhere and I've interviewed people from all over. But I believe you sound like you're from the UK. I am indeed. Yes. Okay. Um, so a bit about me, I've got seven children, three stepkids and four kids of our own, ranging from uh, four months all the way up to 15 years, so it keeps us very busy. I'm a multiple business owner, been in business for over 14 years, and um, as you mentioned, I won a world championship title in Taekwondo back in 2016, uh, and I was competing for about five years in Taekwondo until one too many kids came along and it kept me a bit too busy. Um, and won British champion, English champion, Welsh champion, Scottish champion at various different points in my career. So wow. that was that was pretty cool. That's and amazing. Taekwondo was a, a really Taekwondo changed my life back in 2013 when I got into it. And I wasn't someone who, you know, a lot of these superstars in martial arts and sports have been training since they were like four years old, you know, and their parents got them into it. For me, I started training when I was about 26, 27 years old. And it was off the back of a Bruce Lee video that someone posted to my Facebook wall. And it's a crazy story. And I don't know what it was about me in that moment, at that point in my life. And I, I wasn't a fit person. I wasn't an active person. I skived PE at school to go and drink cider up down the quarry. You know, I, I just wasn't sports orientated at all. But I saw this Bruce Lee video and he was doing his one inch punch and lighting matchsticks on fire with nunchucks. and Just all of this crazy stuff that Bruce Lee used to do. And I saw this video and something clicked in me and I just decided there and then, do you know what? Enough of the excuses. I'm going to, I'm going to do martial arts. I reckon I'd be all right. And um, so I did some research. I didn't even know what type of martial art to do, but I thought I want to do something like Bruce Lee. I want to punch and kick people, you know? And um, eventually I came across Taekwondo and the nearest school I found to me, and this is the crazy part of the story because I found this antiquated web website. It was like so, so basic. But I found a school that was in Mold, which is about a 45-minute drive from me. I mean, 45 minutes for you guys in the States is nothing, right? Because it's just so huge over there. But that's quite a distance over here. And I found out later that there was a school just 15 minutes up the road I could have gone to. But I, I remember phoning up the instructor there. And I asked him if I could come along to his Sunday session. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'd love to have you. But don't come this Sunday because we're all going to be at the World Championships. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> what, what am I getting into here? Like, uh, the only reason I convinced myself, because I was a pacifist, I was bullied at school, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a physical person at all. And the only reason I convinced myself to go was because I said, well, okay, like I'm, I'm not going to spar. I'm, I'm just going to go to the class and learn the moves and have fun. Definitely not doing all that competing stuff. 
um, and I'll just see how it goes. And so I went along and um, I just took to it like a duck to water. It was, it was amazing. I just loved it, loved everything about it. And it was as a result of that, you know, I started off training one, one day a week and very quickly I was training five, six nights a week. And so I got really good really quickly. And everyone there said, oh, he's a natural. He's going to be one of the best. And um, what they didn't see was all the work I was putting in behind the scenes as well. Like I wasn't just going to the classes. I was coming home and then doing another three hours in my front room. Or, you know, when I was when I was at work in my business, I would do 10 push-ups every time I go to the toilet and I'd be standing talking to people in parallel ready stance. You know, just I was, it was it became an obsession for me in, in so many ways, but it, it brought so much discipline into my life and, and I achieved so much. And it was there that I met my my current fiance, my fiance Helena, and the woman who we've had these amazing children together with. And until that point, I was I was married when I started Taekwondo. So everything changed for me. I I met this woman who became my best friend. And then I quickly realized that holy shit. I've got a friend who I like spending time with more than I like spending time with my wife. That's a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. I need to do something about this. And so that led me to getting a divorce. And then Helena and I got together and we had these amazing kids and we trained together at Taekwondo. That was, that was where we met. Oh, that would um, be interesting. Did you ever spar with her? Oh yeah. 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 That was, it was so much fun when we used to spar together. I mean, I'm quite a tall guy. I'm six foot three. Um, and she's uh, quite small. She's about five foot Four, I think we always argue five foot three, five foot four. Um, so there's a big difference, but we always used to spy in a very controlled way, but it was always such good fun. You know, when she used to kick me and punch me in the face, you're like, no, you, you proper got me with that one. Um, oh but yeah, goodness. massive respect. I would love to see the face of some of those bullies that you went to school with when they would find out maybe <laughs> that you're, you know, you went through all this Taekwondo training and you became a world champion. That's pretty amazing in itself. Um, so what was it like when you were bullied? I mean, do you think that that was probably one of the key factors of why Taekwondo kind of fit your life a little bit? Maybe it sounds like. I think it definitely played a part. Um, I was always taken advantage of by bullies because I didn't, I'd never been shown how to look after myself like that. You know, I, until I'd been to Taekwondo in my early twenties, I'd never thrown a punch. And that might sound crazy to some people, but I, I didn't know how, how my arms worked. I didn't know what to expect. I just didn't understand my body mechanically to that level. And I used to have this recurring nightmare regularly, not every night, but regularly. And it would vary. So sometimes I'd be walking somewhere and I'd get jumped by a gang of guys and they'd be beating me or they'd try and stab me. And it was always, it was always violent and it was always an aggressor, somebody coming to me and, and trying to take something from me or trying to beat me up. And every time I, I would try and scream and no sound would come out and I would try and fight back, but my arms wouldn't move. It was like I was completely paralyzed and frozen in fear. And I had this dream, this nightmare for years and years since I was a kid till I was an adult. And then as soon as I started Taekwondo, I never had that dream again. Wow, that's interesting. Not once, not once. Did you teach your children how to do any of your moves? I'm sure with you and your wife together, you must be quite the little um, Taekwondo family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. We, um, the older kids all trained with us. Um, Jamie doesn't train anymore. In fact, none of us train anymore. We haven't trained in a couple of years just because of lockdown and we've all been so busy. Um, so they all trained. Jamie almost got to black belt and the younger kids, we've tried to introduce them to the more formal classes, but they haven't really taken to that. And obviously with lockdown, they've not been running anyway. Um, we will be looking to get them back into it when they start up properly again, when all of this dies down. 
Uh, but I do loads with them at home. You know, I'm always play fighting and rough and tumble and just showing them body mechanics and how the how the body works. Because it's really important to me that they understand their bodies. They understand what they're capable of. And they're, I think a big mistake parents can make is to wrap their kids in cotton wool and stop them. You know, they try and protect them from everything. And I get that. But at the same time, it's not teaching them how to deal with the shit that life's going to throw at you. And life's going to throw some shit at you, guaranteed. So I would rather, you know, I don't want my kids to suffer, but I understand they have to experience the whole range of human emotions, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, so to speak. And I'd rather they do that in a controlled way while they're young, while I'm there to guide them through that and help them pick up the pieces and teach them how to interpret and how to cope with those things effectively then shield them from everything and they grow up to be immature adults who can't cope with life and can't cope with the the challenges that life will inevitably throw at them and then they're out in the world and I'm old or dead and gone and they they're just stuck and living these these lives where they're wandering around not knowing how to cope with things and blaming the world for all of their troubles and all of their sorrows I don't want that for my kids so you know part of this is is introducing them to and showing them like there's some great things in the world but there's some shit as well that you're going to have to deal with and here's here's how best to navigate that mm-hmm. absolutely i remember my grandmother used to tell me that the best gift a child could give their parent or their grandparents is to take care of themselves. And um, every parent or grandparent wants to see their children do well and to um, be able to protect themselves, be able to um, live life without us because eventually, you know, most, most children outlive their parents. So I think that's a really good point. Um, now you've started several successful businesses also, correct? That's correct. So could you tell us a little bit about what what kind of businesses? What do you do? So I started my business life in my family's business. So my mom and dad, many years ago, they started a construction business where they were designing and building recording studios and media facilities. Oh, cool. And I joined that business in 2006. And it was before that, actually, a couple of years before. So I started as a laborer working in their workshop. So I was sanding skirting boards and humping sheets of wood around and all this kind of stuff. And over the years, I worked as a studio engineer as well. So I used to play in a band many, many years ago. We toured all over the UK, but it quickly became apparent that that was not going to pay the bills. And so I moved more and more into the family business. And in 2006, an opportunity came up to move out of the workshop and into the office because they needed help with some of the general admin and paperwork side. So I did that and and over the years worked my way through pretty much every aspect of that business. So I did admin, I did HR, I I did health and safety, purchasing and procurement, managing staff, site management, contracts management, and eventually worked all the way up to being manager director in 2016 and learned an awful lot about business, you know, how to do it, how not to do it. Um, it taught me so, so much. And with the added stresses and pressures of being in a family business, like it's hard enough getting on with people in a business, especially partners in a business as it is, especially when you have disagreements, never mind throwing in the fact that, you know, it's your brother you're disagreeing with as well, you know? Um, So we went through a phenomenal period of growth in that business in 2015 to 2016. We grew, we were kind of stuck at around 2 million, 2.2 million turnover. And um, in 2015, I found a business mentor and I'd never, I was the kind of guy up to that point. I thought self-help books were for weak people who, you know, just couldn't cope with life and they were just looking for excuses. And I went to this seminar in 2015 and I saw this guy speak, Gavin Preston. 
And he, he just made so much sense. And I realized there and then that I didn't have a clue what business was actually all about. And that actually I could achieve great things, not just for myself, but for, for the world through running a business, through running mm-hmm. a successful business. Um, I, I just remember being so nervous going up to him afterwards and he was saying about this program that he ran for business, mentoring businesses and helping double their turnover. And I was just like, yeah, we need that. We really need that. So um, managed to convince my parents to drop the money that we needed to spend and worked with him. And over the course of the next 12 months, we went from 2 million to 4.5 million in turnover, just like that. Made so many mistakes and financially really weren't in a good way at the end of it. But we realized that with the right help, support and guidance and goal setting and the right approach, we could actually achieve great things. Um, and so it was at that point I was made managing director and it was my job then to to sort out all the problems, restructure the business, resystemize it and get it from a point where it wasn't actually that profitable to, yeah, we're doing all this revenue, but we're profitable as well. And that's what I did. Um, and then over, over the next year, so by the end of 2017, it had become obvious that family tensions and what I wanted for the business and what my family wanted for the business, the other directors was very, very different. And it was it was creating this this tension at board level, which wasn't healthy for us as a family. It wasn't healthy for the business. And so at Christmas 2017, I was faced with the tough decision of, okay, well, do I like it and lump it and just accept the fact it's never going to be what I want it to be and stay anyway? Or do I put my money where my mouth is and go out on my own, leave the business and everything I've built here? And, you know, bearing in mind, I'd hired staff, I'd built a team and put so much in place and worked so hard in this business over the years to to make the decision to leave. I, I don't think unless you've been in that situation, you can understand how hard that is to, to make that decision. I felt so bad walking away from everything that we built there and the people that I hired. But ultimately... I remember standing outside that cold day one day after Christmas 2017 and I was just thinking, right, so in six months time, imagine I get hit by a bus and I'm lying on the curb, I'm bleeding out, I'm going to die. And I'm looking back now at this day and the decision I made. I'm looking at the effect it had on my family, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my parents, everything. If I stay, what will I think when I'm lying there about to die, when I look back on this decision? And in that moment, I knew instantly I had to leave for for the, because if if I'd have stayed, my relationship, I wouldn't have had a relationship with my parents. You know, I was all but hated them for the things that they did and the way they were in the business I knew that I wouldn't have the time to build a meaningful relationship with my kids my relationship with with Helena would have suffered because I wouldn't have been there I would have been angry I would have been frustrated and that wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been in a healthy state mentally and so I made the decision and I left and I set up on my own and that's when I started my current business Bulletproof Business Services and now I work with business owners all over the UK and I get lots of inquiries from further afield the UAE and some from the US as well, to help other business owners and executive teams to build fantastic businesses and learn from the mistakes that we made through all of that growth that we achieved and hopefully stop them making the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that you said I've been working on for myself, and so it kind of hit me twice in a week because I have a mentor right now that is talking with me. And um, one of the things that held me back in my business for so long is a lot of times I would just give my my resources away, give my time away, volunteer all my time. And I didn't really think about it too hard until maybe the last couple of years I started thinking about it. But my mentor said, the better that you do in business, the more people you're able to help. And you mentioned that also 
And I think that's really important for our listeners. Now, um, could you repeat your website again also? And we'll, we'll put it up on the screen for those watching the video and, and it will be in the show notes as well. But could you do that for us again? Yeah, sure. It's www.bulletproofbusinessservices.com. Thank you. Yeah, because I do think that, I mean, we know we have a lot of business owners listening to the show and I think that you could be very helpful to some of them. So if you're listening and you own a business or you're thinking about starting a business, definitely reach out to Jamie for sure. Um, now, Jamie, you just you just told us a lot, and I usually ask one question, and it's what trial did you overcome with triumph? And it sounds like there's a lot of things you overcame: bullying and um, maybe some self esteem issues with the Taekwondo, and then in business you overcame um, the obstacles with your family and started your own. Um, Would you like to add anything else to that? Because it seems like you've overcome a lot of challenges, marriage, children. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I'll add, yeah. Um, And I haven't really talked about it that much publicly yet. In 2019, I hit rock bottom. Mentally, I I just was not in a good place. I've been running the business for a couple of years at that point. And I had clients and it was doing okay. But my relationship with my parents still, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I was i was really struggling to move past all the things that had happened when I was still in the family business. And it was such a traumatic experience for me that I think I needed to be away from it for a year and a half, a couple of years before I could really start to start to process it. So I hadn't even started processing it at that point. And in August 2019, I was I was really sick. I had I had a week where I could barely move. I was on the sofa for, and I, so I'll get colds and stuff and they'll knock me for six, but this was something else altogether. And after that illness, I got better physically, but something really knocked me in my mind. And I remember having moments where I was just sat in the bathroom crying and I, I didn't know why and just felt, you know, even... The one thing about my like kids, if you've got kids and you see them smile, their little smiles, like that, it cuts through anything. And any any shit that life's throwing at you, seeing my kids smile, that that just makes my day. But at this point, even that wasn't cutting through, and that scared me. And I struggled with this for a good few months, and I eventually decided that I needed to get some professional help, and and not not a coach or a mentor because I've done I've done all of that stuff. So I decided to go and see a therapist um, and talk through the issues that I had with my parents, um, and really get some help in processing all of that. And that made the world of difference for me. Now, come the end of 2019, I had about one and a half two months of counselling, and it really helped me put all of that stuff in order and, and get some clarity around who who I was and why it had affected me, but also why it didn't need to affect me anymore and how actually all the things I was looking for in that relationship with them, I already had within me. And I can't even tell you what it was that he said or what it was about those sessions that that flicked the switch, but it just worked. And, And the guy was great. And overcoming that, you know, again, up until that point, I've been kind of, I knew that I'd never experienced depression and that that kind of mental illness. And so I didn't really know what it was about and what it was like, but I was like, well, you know, surely you can just kind of work through it and it's not as bad as you make out. I was very naive, but having been through that myself now, I mean, not, not certainly not to the depths and degrees that some people struggle with it. um, But even to the level that I did, I've got so much respect and sympathy for people who struggle in themselves like that and I had you know looking back I had I was always a very confident person or at least I thought I was you know with the martial arts and the businesses and the band you know I was 
I was a lead fucking singer standing on stage singing in front of all these people, you know? So I thought I was confident, but actually I think a lot of that was a front. A lot of it was seeking the attention that I didn't ever get from my parents in the way that I needed when I was younger. Um, and I had massive self-esteem issues. So taking the step to speak to someone professionally about that was one of the best things I did and really, really helped me. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you mentioned that. A lot of people in leadership positions do struggle with depression and don't talk about it. Um, But I see more and more people talking about it. And uh, on my show too, it's been brought up several times, especially between, it's kind of funny, you said 2019, especially between 2019 and today, um, just so many things going on with different people and business owners and um, especially musicians and people who are in the limelight don't like to talk about their hardships, but it's important to um, definitely important. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to the show today? You have been a fantastic guest and you blew me away with your story because I didn't know the whole story and you're really amazing, Jamie. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, do you have Instagram or any other social media or just your website? Yeah, I'm on, um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I probably use TikTok more than anything else. I've got quite a, a big following on TikTok, and I've oh. ruffled a few feathers on there recently. Yeah, I've got about 30,000 followers on there. What? Um, yeah. Uh, so if you want to go and check out my controversial videos on TikTok, then uh, feel free. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm on. I'm on Instagram. It's at the Jamie Keeling. I'm on Facebook, um, Jamie P Keeling. You'll find the picture of me with a beard and um, a snowy mountain in the background. Um, and then TikTok is at Jamie P Keeling. So feel free to go and follow me on there. That's fun. You know, I'm going to, as soon as I'm off, this, I'm getting on TikTok. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Thanks so much for being a guest on my show. And I can't wait for your um, show to release. It'll be out next Friday, but those listening, you'll be able to start listening. It is going to be, let me give you the date really quick. I usually have this right on um, the palm of my hand. It's going to be January the 22nd. So I'm excited about it. And again, thank you, Jamie, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And don't forget to tune in next Friday, every Friday morning, um, all the new shows come out. Thanks, Jamie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it. Special thanks to Patty's content creator, Elise. Alicia Thompson. Thanks for all that you do. Visit ThompsonCreate.com for all your marketing and design inquiries.